Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Next, I'm taking you to rolling hill country in Manawatu to meet a couple in the paddock-to-plate business. Not only do they produce free-range eggs, they also have the eggs and other locally made food delivered direct to their customers. I'm uh, Scott Jimison and I'm from uh, Local Food New Zealand. And I'm Emma Poole, but soon to be Emma Jimison, and I'm also from Local Food New Zealand. We are in Halcombe. Um, Halcombe's about 15 minutes outside of uh, Fielding in the Manawatu, and um, on a lifestyle block, which is about 35 hectares, um, where we've built up a chicken uh, business on top of my parents' land. Just walking down from our little barn down to the chicken shed, just a little mosey down the driveway. You can see the barn from from home. Yes, yeah, yeah. So very communal here. So Scott's parents live at the end of the driveway and we're just a little further down and then the chicken's a bit further down from there. Now this used to be a deer farm, didn't it? I can see the, the tall fences. Yeah, yeah, it was essentially uh, built as a deer farm, I think it was in the 60s or 70s. Uh, my parents ran deer on this property uh, and then after the, the market not going too well, they decided to um, shut down the deer and use it as um, a heifer grazing for quite a few years. And then um, that's where I've come in and turned it into chickens. <laughs> and when did the business start? Uh, so we started the business uh, in 2016. Uh, we started with 500 um, and um, we used the original deer shed that was on the property um, as a structure and we built nesting boxes with plywood that was from the deer shed walls and, and things like that. So um, that's how we, how we started. On eight. I can see a couple of chickens down there. She rounds them up to bring them back for us. So you do get the odd escapee from that that paddock. Any any gap in the fence, they'll be out. But the good thing, unlike sheep and cattle, they hate the dark. So when it's dark, they go straight back into their house at night. So we don't really have to worry about that too much. And we're approaching this um, large shed. And how many chickens have you got in here, Scott? Uh, so there's 5,000 in this in this shed. Uh, this was built in 2019, uh, which is my first big, um, I suppose, in investment into the into the business world. And it's um, fully automated um, with uh, automatic feeders and water and uh, nesting boxes and conveyor belts and. It was, a, it was a big purchase for me. Quite a step up from the 500 bird shed up the top where we've just come from. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. It was. There was a lot of, um, I suppose, the first three or four years in, in business, it was a lot of just um, going around in circles and we felt like we were just standing still and, you know, not really getting further ahead. But at some point it just seemed to, the ice cube melted to a point where it, it took off and um, yeah, we were able to expand and um, it hasn't slowed down since, I suppose. Should we get out of this chilly wind? Yeah. and yeah. Uh... come on, we're too wind. <laughs> Scott and Emma's local food brand offers other products too, but organic free-range eggs are the mainstay of the business, aiming to take produce direct from the farm gate to the consumer. And it's a truly family affair. 
I'm in the van with uh, Craig Jimmison, Scott's dad, and yeah. we're, we're off delivering eggs. Off to del deliver eggs, and we're round to, I've forgotten, got, forgotten the address, but the map will tell us. And we're just, it's just up here. We've just come to a little cul-de-sac here in Paraparaumu. I'll just hop out and I'll... Fortunately the van's only got one sliding door on this side. One tray of eggs. One tray of eggs. A tray of 30. And we just put them by the front door. Yeah, I'll give all you knock, just let them know they're there, then we're off again. So do you break many eggs? You have the odd whoopsie. You know, like if you break too suddenly or someone pulls out in front of you or um, you might, they, you've got to be very careful how they're stacked in the back. Um, there was one, one day that there was a sea of eggs in the back and I was just, had to go to the supermarket and buy copious amounts of paper towels and whatnot and I wasn't, um, yeah. Scrambled eggs. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, not, the, not a happy chappy. That's a great service for them. It's delivered to the back door with a smile. Yeah. Do you get good. to chat to your customers? Quite often you do, yeah. You get to chat. There was one lady I talked to before. She was, was um, Scott, Scott and Emma were married last weekend and so she was all keen to know about the wedding and, and how well it went. And yeah, quite a few of them have been asking about the wedding. Yeah. Pretty cool, isn't it? So oh, it, it's, yeah. it's kind of a connection with your customers. Yeah, yeah, that's no, great. You just have a bit of chat and you get to know them. and. Um, some you never see, but some you, you see all the time, so... It's amazing, it, um, all sorts of people that get the eggs and, you know, you can go th through the, you know, the flash areas and the not-so-flash areas and, yeah, it's just quite, yeah, even. We'll leave Craig to it on the Carpety Coast and head back to the farm near Halcombe, where Emma can be found collecting the eggs, which she's not working at her other job as a radiographer. The girls lay the, well, the hens lay their eggs in their nesting boxes and they're all on slanted slope floors. They'll roll down onto a conveyor belt that's in the middle of the shed and then we're standing at the end of the shed um, picking, up, picking those eggs up. So it just keeps them nice and clean and makes our job a lot easier. And this is a good job for you because yes. you're not that keen on chickens. No, no, chickens were never... I mean, just in birds in general, I'm not a fan. So I'll deal with the eggs and the paperwork, but Scott's definitely on the chickens. <laughs> It's lucky Scott doesn't mind chickens. There are plenty of them on the other side of the wall. And weirdly, given the cacophony of clucking you're about to hear, he needs to let them know when he's coming in. So you've got to knock three times just so the birds don't get a fright. It just, um, yeah, it's one of those things. <laughs> yeah, so there's 5,000 uh, inside this shed. Um, split into half, so we've got 2,000 on the right side of the shed, uh, 2,500 on the right side of the shed, and 2,500 on the left side of the shed. So, um, but there, they're, they're free to come and go outside. Um, they come in 
about this time to have food and water and then um, in the afternoon they'll all go out again before the sun goes down. They spend most of the time outside probably um, from 9am till yeah, 11 a.m. and come in for lunch and then back outside again until um, the sun goes down. So why chickens? Well, after some travel and a stint dairying, Scott was keen to be his own boss. But there were a few twists and turns before this free-range egg production business really took off. As the chickens were growing, I was, I was thinking the entire time that, you know, as I grow... Um, the egg business, I'm going to have to learn how to sell those eggs at some point. Um, so I thought, well, the best initiative would be to get a job in sales and I could use that income to put into my business and then in turn I'd, I'd learn something as well. And a job actually um, popped up in, in the local town fielding for selling cars. And I thought, well, that'd be a great uh, business to get into because when you're selling stuff, you're, you're negotiating, um, you know, you're learning how to talk to people, customer service, there's a broad range of skills that you're learning and I think a lot of my mates thought I was crazy and a bit weird at the time to get into selling cars. Yeah, every day was, was challenging and a bit different but it was definitely worth it and I'd, I'd strongly suggest anyone wanting to get into their own business, go sell cars for a couple of years and, and you'll fast track a degree. <laughs> Is it tough? Yeah, yeah, it's tough and you've got to have... Um, and like all the financing, you learnt all that stuff too, eh? Yeah, learning how to, how to um, yeah, sell finance and, and write finance contracts and things like that. When I was dairy farming, I wasn't getting any exposure to any of the actual core business um, stuff, just cupping cows and you just went out there every day but and yeah. you're in touch with your consumer more yeah exactly so I learned a, a lot of the power and and people people really want to deal with um, people that they know and they trust um, and a lot of the, the lessons that I learned from selling cars is the reason why um, McVerry Crawford Motors was a strong business in our small town is because they really keep in touch with their customer base and um, they were very loyal and whatnot so I in turn, I learnt that and, and portrayed it in, into eggs and um, there was a stage there where I was selling eggs in, in my office while I was selling cars and essentially it was that whole thing of getting eggs and cars at the, the same time. Did you time. pop a tray of eggs in the car <laughs> yeah, when you sold yeah. it? Yeah, I definitely did, did a few negotiations where I say to give away a couple of uh, free trays of eggs. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was not easy getting the finance together for this business, was it? No, no, they do say like zero to one and building a, a business is the hardest and then one to 10, it's coasting from there. And I think that's, that is very true to a, to a certain degree. Zero to one for me was essentially coming back from England with nothing to my name. I'd spent it all on <laughs> traveling and, and um, living the dream. But I came back and um, was driven enough to want to get from zero to one and nothing was going to get in my way. Yeah, when I first started, I, I presumed you could go in and just get a loan from the bank and they would give you whatever money you wanted and you'd go and chase your dreams and, and life was great. But I sort of got laughed out of the door, I think, after the first um, meeting with them when they sort of didn't believe what I said I was going to do. And so I had to really um, think deep about how I was going to do it. And I think the key there for me looking back was um, when you get those sort of obstacles appear in your life you just got to really sit back and think about it and it's it's more how are you going to do this next step not you know just give up and, and walk away were there yeah. moments when you wanted to walk away yeah 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 it, it happens um often in business i think anyone that owns a business will, will agree with me there um that there's a lot of down days that you're thinking what are you doing this for there's also a lot of ups in, in those days as well and that you feel like you've just fulfilled something that's bigger than yourself you know the big thing that I, when I think back and reflect on 
everything to this point was um, having a lot of support from my parents. Yeah, when I started, without their support, I just yeah, wouldn't have coped, essentially. I was dairy farming, you you starting at 5am and getting home at 6 and you've still got chickens to sort out and things like that. So my father actually took a lot of the brunt of the day-to-day operations and a lot of that time we were unviable. I knew it was working, we just had to scale it. But yeah, mum and dad, still to this day, they, they help out a lot and without them, yeah, we really wouldn't have been able to achieve what we have to this point. And dad's still working for us um, now delivering eggs and um, he's got great customer service, <laughs> yeah. he's got great chat when he's dropping eggs off. People love Craig. Yeah. yeah he's very personable. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Here's the eggs. Oh, thank okay. you. Have a good Beautiful. one. Great day. Thank you very much. What's your name? Charlene. Charlene. You've got a tray of, of quite a few eggs there. Yep. They get delivered every week and nice and fresh. I also get my mum eggs delivered to her. You'd rather get them this way than going to the supermarket? Yeah, because I know they're fresh. What are you going to make with those oh, eggs? We have scrambled eggs, omelettes, bacon, whatever. Yeah. See ya. This is a little bit like returning to the old days. Yeah, it is. It is. Like when I was a young, young guy at college, just used to get up at four o'clock in the morning doing the milk runs and pushing the trolleys around the town and yeah, it's Do you think you'd be doing that again? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was a little bit fitter then. <laughs> COVID was a real kickstart for your business, wasn't it? Yeah, so we um, set up local food in 2019 and, and the idea was to um, start distributing um, our own products to um, cafes and restaurants and, and to people's houses and, and things like that. Um, and it was coasting along and we were sort of getting getting our head around the business and, and starting off and then COVID happened and we went into lockdown and, and people really wanted to order stuff online because they had no choice essentially. So we yeah strapped on the helmet and um, yeah just uh, started promoting ourselves on Facebook and more and more and um, we built up this big customer base from home deliveries while all the cafes were shut down and um, yeah, it, was a, it was a busy first lockdown. We were, um, we were pretty stressed out. I lost a few years of my life. Scott and Emma have big plans for their local food brand. Local Food NZ is essentially an online farm shop. We aim to connect whole foods um, that are produced in New Zealand direct with the consumer. So we have um, free-range eggs. Olive oil is produced locally through olives as well. Uh, We have honey, which they've got some hives from down under honey. Their honey's on our our property. What else have we got at the moment, Emma? (laughs) You take over. This is probably more my area of expertise. (laughs) Scott deals with the chickens and I deal with the local food brand. um, And then we've just taken on some asparagus. And so one of our neighbours, she contacted us and said, I've just taken on a runoff block and it has asparagus on it and kind of like, what do we do? How do we sell it? So it was awesome and it's fresh and delicious. So, yeah, um, Anna Satinovich and her family pick it and drop it off once a week and we sort of pre-order it. Um, and we can distribute it right down to Wellington. Um, we do cuppity. I suppose before, even before I met Scott, I was a really big believer in, like, investing in your food. Like, you've got to invest in your food now, otherwise you'll pay for it later. Um, so then obviously when I met him and he sort of had this local food business, it was, yeah, it was perfect, eh? So That's what yeah, drew you to him. The car salesman <laughs> and the chicken farmer, not so much. Eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so then um, direct to market, people know where the food's coming from. They can sort of have a connection to like how much work goes into it and 
you know, just how do, how does asparagus picked and things like that, or how the eggs are made. And so having that connection with your food, the farmers that produce it. And I think growing up, people have lost that connection with the farmers that produce their food, like how much effort goes into it and how they're really striving to produce a really good product. Logistically, um, it must be a bit of a nightmare getting all these products out yeah. all over the place. And you're going further afield now. Yes, definitely. Um, I mean, we've got really awesome staff members, and without them we couldn't make this work. But we've got two delivery drivers, Craig, which is Scott's dad, and Mike, who's a local from Halcombe. Um, and, yeah, they sort of take control of that. They load up their vans four days a week and head down to yeah, a couple of days in Wellington, Kapiti, Manawatu. Um, and then on a Tuesday, I s- just started sending out some courier orders. Yeah, we've had a few requests in some small towns, Tomaranui, Havelock North, Paihetua. They go to another small like, like greengrocer or butchery, and people can come and buy them from there. And um, they, they've put in an order, so they know their yes, order is there. Yes, yeah. Um, and it's also, like you said, it all just helps. It brings people into their shops. Um, it still has our logo on it. They still know the story. Um, and it's just trying to get people to know where their food comes from. You yeah. don't want to go into supermarkets? Uh, not at this stage, the paperwork is pretty intense, but we like the flexibility where we have control and we know who our customer is. Um, I suppose that supermarket's not clipping that middle ticket. What other products do you want to bring on? Oh, I mean, like I said, as long as it's locally produced, high quality, um, at this stage it has to be practical. We are delivering to home delivery, sometimes they're sitting outside people's homes. Um, so products that are, you know, a bit more hardy that can sort of sit outside for an hour or so. So maybe some more vegetables. Um, but, yeah, we're always sort of interested in looking into some more products. You're open to people yeah, contacting you? I mean, um, supporting my own family. My own family is sheep and beef, so I'd love a meat product. But that comes with some complications. But, yes, definitely uh, even a raw milk or a dairy product. Those core products that are New Zealand produced and, you know, actually add some value to your nutrition. How big is this business going to get? Because you have got other barns, haven't you, located near the coast? Yeah, yeah. So we um, have invested into into an, another poultry farm, which has just given us a lot more um, scope to expand. Yeah, well, we want to actually make an impact on our community, but also support others. Like, like you said, our neighbours or um, Gay and Haim across the river with their olives. Like, we really want to make an impact, not just in our community, but throughout New Zealand, that get back to knowing your farmers, knowing where your food comes from, whether that's with us with just eggs. You never know, we might move into something else, but building a scalable business with the eggs to start off with mm. and then going from there, really. In our total facility, we've got about 40,000 um, laying birds at the moment and every day's a bit different, but, yeah, we hope to just take it step by step, essentially. We see that even with the local food vision, it would be nice to grow it to a size where we could really support what's important to us. Like, we love, um, you know, running and cycling and supporting, like, local teams. Like, get to the point where we've, we're big enough that we can actually really give back to our community and mm. even, like... You, produce and supply some charities with food and yeah getting into a position where, where we're in a position to give back is probably the most important um, mm. thing to us yeah we're getting there <laughs> when do you get time to do the running and the biking oh, oh we well, squeeze it in there yeah, yeah this morning at 6am yeah um, we've got one in so well, you went uh, first at yeah. six and then yeah. i did some work and then i went at seven so but, and what's um, the next event coming up uh well because we're getting married in a couple of weeks December's sort of usually like Ironman territory, but we might have to postpone that one. So, um, oh, we just love a bit of trail running. Uh, maybe it's actually a local event in Hunterville in February that we might do. 
Um, but yeah, we always sneak off to try and do one down south normally in the snow, hey? Yeah. In, in the winter when things are a bit more quiet, so... Obviously yeah. a very busy couple. And when I visited in December, a wedding coming up in a couple of weeks' time. So time to leave them to it, but not before a final look at the chooks, where it's anything but quiet. You see, if you turn around now, they're all just start following you down. Yeah, they're, they're a unique species. Um, they've all got their own little personality. They're quite inquisitive and, um, yeah, like I really enjoy farming them. So they have this large paddock to roam around in. Yeah. Do they like being outside? Um, they're quite... They're quite fussy. They like overcast days. Um, the sunshine sort of freaks them out a little bit. Birds of prey, they feel a bit unsafe when it's really sunny. So um, if it's really hot and sunny, they'll be under the trees. But um, dusk, they love dusk, don't they? Mm. They'll be all out grazing and scratching around. And they don't like wind too much either, eh? They'll be often hiding under the trees and stuff if it's really windy too. Yeah. Yeah, they're just, you know, they're females. They're fussy. <laughs> yeah. They don't want the rain. Yeah, no. They're like us, the girls, yeah. Emma Jimmison and Scott Jimmison outside their barn of laying hens near Halcombe in Manawatu. You also heard from Scott's dad, Craig Jimmison. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.